Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez, I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Welcome back, everybody, to another amazing and awesome episode of the Aviation Mentors Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, sorry we've been so busy lately and uh, haven't been uh, uploading episodes quite on time. Uh, but today we are back and we're recording on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Today is filled with uh, love and admiration for your friends and your family all around you. So uh, I know I'm going to be doing that today, hanging out with Austin quite a bit this afternoon. And uh, maybe we'll go take a little boat ride. I don't know. We'll see what's going on. So Carson, got any plans for today? I have a lot of work to do. And then uh, I think Maddie and I are just making dinner at home. So nice. it should be nice and relaxing. It's nice that I get to hang out with you for the first time in the last, I don't know, what, month? Yeah, it feels like a month. I've been able to see each other, and face-to-face at least. And unlike our last couple episodes, we're back together. So you don't have to just hear one of us ramble on for uh, 20 minutes. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I was gone for uh, over two weeks. I think I was gone for like 17 days or 18 days, something like that, uh, on the road uh, for business. And uh, I have to say, I am very happy to be back. Uh, home right now. I, I love traveling, but uh, that was a bit much, uh, especially being away from, uh, from from my family. Well, today we are going to do another episode based on Reddit questions. We actually love these episodes. They get really high, uh, high reviews as well. And uh, we figured we'd do another one today. Uh, plus, they're kind of fun to do, don't you think? They're pretty fun. You never know what you're going to get when you go on to them. And then we have a phone call. We go through all the questions and figure out what we want to answer. And some of these are just genuine fears that we've had some are questions that every student pilot's had or our families have had so ran the first one that you have is how do i respond to a fatal accident at a flight school i need a bit of moral support and also actual advice i'm a new private pilot student currently doing ground no flying lessons yet and today i found out that my flight school had a fatal accident last year and it's freaking me out seems that the investigation didn't find the school liable it's just bad luck there's so few fatal accidents, relatively speaking. Why did it happen at my school? Well, that's an interesting one, that's for sure. First off, I'm kind of wondering why if you haven't done any flying lessons yet and you're in ground school. Uh, you should have done at least one flying lesson, first off. Uh, I know that there are some schools that only allow you to do ground prior to any flying. And I know at some of the schools that Stratus even finances, uh, I'm not a big fan of that uh, style. Of, uh, of learning because I think uh, correlation goes hand in hand together, but uh, I digress. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the question at hand. Otherwise I'll go on a tangent about uh, how I feel about that. To be honest, Carson's heard me go on that tangent prior. And actually maybe all of you might've heard me go on that tangent prior as well, but fatal accident at school and it's freaking me out. Well, let me tell you this. I owned flight schools for a very long time, no longer own them anymore. And I know that, uh, that, I had, I wouldn't say my fair share, but I've had a couple uh, incidents or accidents that have happened under my watch uh, at my old school. Uh, luckily, there were no fatalities. No one ever got hurt or anything like that. It was One was somebody forgot to put the gear down and one porpoised the nose and, and broke the nose gear and, and prop struck. So I, I know that the thing, they happen. Even, even when you're, you have the highest safety policies you possibly can, even though you have checks and balances, even though you ensure that maintenance is done to a rigorous standard, even though you do everything right, something still might go wrong. 
And, uh, and that happens all the time. Uh, let's, let's look at the miracle on the Hudson, for example, with Sully Sullenberger, right? He did everything correct. Actually, he did everything correct until he landed all the way in the water. Uh, but uh, how can he foresee a bunch of birds knocking out all of his air, all of his engines, right? Both engines. And then when you look at the investigators, they, they said that he could have made it and he could have made it all the way to the airport. He could have glided there. And, uh, and he didn't glide there. He ended up in the water and they had a ton of other pilots do exactly what they were supposed to do. And they landed on the runway, but it was then as soon as they put them into the stressful situation, they landed in the water, just like Sully did. Right. So uh, I know that's kind of a long, weird explanation for it, but you can't control what you can't control. Uh, why did it happen at your school? It's because it just happened there. I mean, it's going to happen somewhere. Why not happen there? It may happen somewhere else. Um, it could happen to your friends, could happen to your family, could happen to you, um, could happen to no one you've ever met before. There's, there's possible situations and there's risk in life. Uh, we're doing an inherently risky and, uh, I don't know, to some people, scary thing. We're flying airplanes. Humans are not, not meant to fly. If we were meant to fly, we would have uh, wings and, and feathers on us rather than uh, be made out of skin and, uh, and walk the earth, right? So we're doing something that's really inherently dangerous, and it's not our normal environment. I know I'm learning how to do scuba diving right now, and that's not a normal environment for a human to be in either. Um, there's a possibility that somebody could pass away. One of my friends did um, in that situation as well. So we do things not because because they're easy. It's, it's really because they're hard and they're, they're going to, to stress us and they're going to make us better people and more rounded and more interesting people. And I think that you just have to kind of get over the fact that, that there was a fatality at your school and uh, just make sure that, that they are abiding by all the, the correct regulations and, and they are uh, ensuring that, that safety is of utmost concern. Now, if they were uh, found liable and safety's never been a concern of theirs and and it's just, they, they don't really care about anybody else. They just care about money. Then no, don't go to that school. Leave it immediately. If anybody here goes to a school where they don't take care of their airplanes maintenance-wise, go leave. Don't stay there. If you feel like it's not right, go leave and, and, and never fly there ever again. Uh, now, keep in mind, you may go to an, uh, a school that has older airplanes. And you may think just because there's a, uh, a crack in pieces of plastic inside or there's a rip in the seat that that's not well-maintained might as well be, and it also might not be. Same thing with a brand new airplane. You could be flying a 2021 or 2023 airplane, and it could look all shiny and bright and new, and they could not do oil changes. They could have safety wire improperly installed all over the airplane. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that can be done right and can be done wrong. So you really need to learn to trust the people that you're flying with, trust the people that are doing your maintenance, and, uh, and really understand who they are as people. Uh, make sure that you can trust them because you're going to trust them with your life. They're literally working on your airplanes and teaching you how to fly a, a machine in the sky. It's pretty outrageous that we even do that. I hope that wasn't too much information, but long story short, you got to get over it and just continue flying. I know I was afraid of, of stalls forever, and now I'm no longer afraid of stalls. And you will not be afraid of uh, the passing away, I don't think, as well. And I think aside from everything Brandon said, just because there's a fatal accident at your school doesn't mean they're not safe. Everything that we're doing, the reason we train is to reduce that chance of pilot error causing a crash. The reason that we have maintenance and so much preventative maintenance that goes on is to reduce the chance that the plane's going to have an issue. All the regulations, again, keep you safe. So 
as long as they're not found liable for that accident, it can just come down to bad luck. And sometimes it's the luck of the draw. We're, like Rand said, we're doing something risky. Absolutely. And the next question is a little uh, less in-depth, to be honest. Just a little lighter. A little bit lighter. I think we got to go from, from darkness to light very quickly. But some people may think that the only thing they should wear is darkness. But the question is, Carson, what should somebody wear to a check ride? That's a pretty good one. When I went to my private pilot check ride, I wore slacks and a white polo and I think just white shoes. The whole point is to look clean and presentable. I've seen people go in though in just shorts and a t-shirt with holes in it. There's not a standard for it, but it's just you want to go in professionally like you would to uh, to a job interview. Uh, you don't need to wear a suit and tie to your to your check ride. You can if you'd like to. You know, you're going to be dressing more formal when you get to the airline interviews and it's not going to be too much different from your check ride. But you do want to look professional and nice and tidy. You want to have your hair done and just jeans and a, a t-shirt or a polo. Honestly, is going to be just fine. I know Brandon was able to wear something aside from jeans and a polo to one of his check rides. Yeah, I did, actually. I'm, I'm looking at that picture right now. Actually, I've done it to a couple check rides, believe it or not. For all my seaplane check rides, I was actually able to wear my favorite sandals because... I mean, you're getting in and out of the water. It's fantastic. You can throw them on, throw them off. I loved it. I mean, I'm looking at when I got my multi-engine sea plane rating in uh, in Florida, and uh, I did it at Jack Brown's. I actually went from Seaburn, Florida, and flew up uh, in that air cam uh, to uh, to the Brown's seaplane base, and I did the check ride there, and that was an absolute blast and kind of a neat place to do it at. Yeah, I was actually wearing uh, my old schools. Uh, I'm actually looking at the picture of it right now. I was wearing shorts, sandals. And a T-shirt with uh, with my old flight school that I used to own, Hun's name on it. That's what I was wearing uh, to my check ride. So you can be uh, as comfortable as that in certain types of check rides. But that one is obviously a fun check ride. And I'm looking at my DPE. He was wearing shorts, sandals, and he was wearing a, a T-shirt as well. That's what my DPE was wearing. So uh, it really differs on what kind of check ride. Now. If you're going to a formal school or you're doing this as a profession, you better just kind of get used to it, I think. Uh, when I did my first check ride, I wore uh, shoes, like closed toe, nice shoes, uh, dark jeans, and a polo. That's what I wore to uh, to a check ride. Business casual. I would say any check ride you go to, wear business casual at least, uh, and then kind of go up from there. Unless you're doing a fun check ride, like a, a seaplane rating or something like that, then maybe you could dress a little bit down. Uh, but Carson, to Carson's point, he has seen people walking into check rides wearing uh, T-shirts with holy shirts in them. Uh, and I think that looks incredibly unprofessional. It, it just looks terrible. I mean, there's people that, uh, that, that walk in there. You are setting the stage for how somebody is going to look at you. And this person who's looking at you is literally grading you on, your, on whatever you do. So if you're 50-50 on something and he, he could go either way or she can go either way or the other, guess what? They're going to go the wrong way, the way that you don't want it to go, because you just set up yourself for failure just by presenting yourself in a terrible manner. Like present yourself well. Don't present yourself like you look like an idiot. I mean, that's pointless, right? Just presenting yourself like that makes you just seem unprepared for your day. And if you're unprepared for your day, how are you going to be prepared for that check ride? You know, it's so much more work. And why would you blow it just by not dressing nice, um, or at least nicest you have the ability to for that check ride it's going to be it's going to be like Ren said it's going to make the difference and makes a good impression and you get off on the right foot so there's no reason not to yeah and when you go in there 
and you look like that, this is what your, uh, your DP is thinking. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what happened, right? And then, and then when, when you're outside and you're also going to be sitting out there after you just filled your oral, this is what's going to happen when your DP leaves. And you're not going to be on that airplane. It's going to be terrible. Because you won't have any rating. You have no rating. Oh, you'll look like an airport bum. Don't don't do that. Just uh, go unprepared. But the next question is: legally speaking, can you train family? Uh, Brian, I know you have some stronger opinions on this than than some. But when I was going through the comments, it seemed like a lot of people agreed with you. So why don't you share your opinion on that one? What is my opinion on this, Carson? I'm now curious on what you feel is my opinion on this. You won't train family. Or you don't think it's a great idea. You know, flying with Austin and showing him the ropes is different than full-on getting him ready for his private pilot and doing every lesson as a CFI. Did I just read your mind or was I wrong? No, I think you read me a little bit wrong on this. Okay. It is great to teach your kids, personally. I love teaching Austin how to fly. I don't know how I'm going to feel when I have to sign him up for a solo. That's going to be a bit difficult, to be honest. He's ready to solo now, but I can see that being like a 78-hour solo. Yeah, I mean, he could, he's not quite ready to solo. He needs to learn how to talk on the radios a bit more. He's still nervous about that for some crazy reason. I don't know why. But I'm okay with teaching kids, but I will tell you, spouses, girlfriends, boyfriends, whoever, don't teach them. It doesn't go well. When I used to teach my significant other when I had one, it was just not as enjoyable. Imagine trying to tell somebody exactly what to do all the time. It's difficult trying to teach somebody uh, that you're close with like that. It's just very difficult. I mean, you throw off the whole dynamic of your relationship. It just doesn't turn into a pleasant thing to do. Obviously, I don't like doing that. (laughs) So I would say don't go teach your significant other ever how to fly because it's going to create a bunch of bad blood at home and a bunch of bad blood in your relationships. It's just not a fun thing to do. Now, teaching your kids, I think that would be okay. I don't, I don't think that's a problem. They're already used to listening to you. They're already used to taking commands. They're already used to the hierarchy of, of, of in my case, father and son, right? They're already used to that. But when you throw in a significant other, you guys are supposed to be equal normally, right? And if now if you're throwing in a whole crazy dynamic of I'm better than you, uh, it does not bode well. So I highly suggest not doing that. Uh, that's my very, very strong opinion on that part. So Carson, you were a little right. I do have a strong opinion on it, but I also have a strong opinion on the other side. It depends on your dynamics and your relationships. That makes sense. I mean, think about that dynamic between you and your kid. You're there to teach them and you might be great together, but not your other half like a partner is. So that makes plenty of sense. Yeah. And the last question we're actually going to uh, talk about real quick, uh, because I know we're running kind of low on time today. Uh, But out of a two-hour lesson, how much time should be in the air? This is from a father that says, I'm a dad that's apparently funding my 18-year-old getting his private pilot certificate. He called it a license. Out of a two-hour session, how much should be in the air versus on the ground? In my son's logbook, he logged 1.3 hours. Is that about right? Any advice would be appreciated as to what to expect. Yeah, that is going to sound just about right. You think about you have a two-hour session, two-hour time block that you've reserved that plan for. And of that, Assuming you get there, you know, the plane's ready for you right at the start of the hour and not sooner. You're going to spend about 15 minutes doing a very thorough pre-flight like we're expected to and doing a pre-flight briefing, which could take part of that 15 minutes if you're 
a little quicker or an extra five to 10 minutes. And then you can expect about 10 to 15 minutes at the end of the flight for the post-flight debrief and sign the logbook, going over any homework lessons for the next day. So I've had flights where I've had the plane ready. I was already ready to rock and roll by the time that two-hour block started. So I was able to get up to you know 1.8 hours of flight time in that two-hour block. I have a totally different perspective on this, Carson. Do you? I do, actually. Okay, Mr. Schiff, I go for it. <laughs> I think a two-hour lesson, I think that 1.3, and especially your 1.8 that you said you had, was way too long. I think that it depends on what you're working on that day and what lesson in the syllabus you're on, but your flight should be anywhere from 0.7 to 1.3. And anything in between that is probably acceptable depending on the lesson. Now, if you're doing a cross-country, that might be a little bit different. There will be extra time on that flight, right? I would say for a two-hour lesson, one hour is normally probably pretty normal. Uh, most of my lessons in my, my logbook were 0.9 to 1.1, whatever I was doing, basic lessons. Honestly, your brain can't take much more than that, usually. You have to be a really special person for your brain to even take on more than that. So I would say 1.3 is probably overdoing it most of the time. If they're all about 1.3, it's probably overdoing it. Now, there's a caveat to this. You're obviously, you, you put the word funding, my 18-year-old. That means you're worried about the financial aspect of things and not getting screwed. Well, the thing is, if they're charging you for two full hours of that airplane, and they're only logging 1.3 in the airplane, and they're charging you two hours for the airplane and two hours for the instructor, you're getting screwed. Now, they're charging you two hours for the instructor and 1.3 in the airplane, you're probably not getting screwed. You're probably getting exactly what you paid for. But you should also make sure, check with your son, make sure that you will be getting some value out of that other 0.7 in ground if they are charging for that. So they should really be doing 15 to 30 minutes briefing, 15 to 30 minute debriefing every single flight. And if they're not doing that, they're probably not utilizing a syllabus and they're probably not utilizing your son's time and your money properly. So keep that in mind. I hope that kind of clarified as well. Carson, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Or how do you feel about what I said? No, I feel like you and I need to go in the back alley and fight this one out because I like getting more flight time. So I always had that, that plane ready to rock and roll. And I don't know, maybe I'm just a better pilot than, than you and your students are. But Uh-huh, Carson, yeah, you think you're so funny. <laughs> no, I think you just wasted more money. <sighs> you just learned that at my old school when I owned it. I like that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I got paid and it went right back into the <laughs> right back into the plates. Exactly. That's kind of the part of it that I liked. Get everybody hooked on flying. And then I just spend all their money back at the school. It was perfect. Well, that's what happens. The uh, the flying bug is going to get you. But I'm glad that we were able to do these. Um, doing the Reddit questions are, are pretty fun to go and do. And it's nice to just have a casual topic to, uh, to chat about as opposed to going into a deep dive into a subject every day. But I hope we give you guys uh, enough variety of both. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we're looking forward to doing the next episode again. Happy Valentine's Day. And uh, if you'd like to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us at our emails, brandon at aviationmentors.com or carson at aviationmentors.com. Also, if you would like to set up uh, an interview or be on the podcast, please reach out to Mark and his email is producer at aviationmentors.com. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, please like, share, subscribe, do all the things with all the other platforms uh, because it really helps us grow uh, grow our podcast and grow the aviation community. And also, if you're looking for a loan with Stratus Financial, uh, if you want to learn how to become a pilot, please just go to Stratus, www.stratus.finance and go check that out. And as a wrap up for the day, remember, here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride. See ya.